Hi, welcome back. You are listening to Creatrix Culture. I'm your host, Sarah Lottie, and I'm excited to have Rena Dumas back with us today. And if you didn't hear the last episode, she joined us in the last episode, Surviving the Collective Chrysalis. And we promised at the end of that episode that we were going to do another episode together on the Divine Feminine and Divine Masculine. If you did not listen to the last episode, Rena Dumas is a spiritual teacher and a Sarasvati healing practitioner trained in the modalities of Alana Fairchild. She offers one-on-one soul healing sessions and workshops in person in Hawaii and online. So I'm excited to have her back. Welcome back, Rena. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So Rena and I were just talking and I I just, I like shared with her and she wanted me to share this with everybody is one thing that I really love now about doing this podcast is it, it, it's became like such a creative outlet for me that I get to do whatever I want in the sense there are no rules. We have a tiny bit of structure to keep it flowing, but it's kind of whatever happens happens in each episode and There's so many things that we jump into that we want to get creative and, you know, there's rules or there's someone telling you it needs to be a certain way, you know, or you're working underneath someone. And this is just such has became such a blessing of a free flowing creative environment that I'm so excited to continue and keep connecting with people that I love and, you know, have yet to connect with that I might not know yet and that we get to just share the information and share what's on our hearts and share any teachings that we have in such a free form. And I feel like a lot of times people try to control so much and that that we can still find those spaces in our lives to create freely. And I don't know about you, Rena, but I know for me, I like for one thing for me, like I love oil painting and I'd never taken a class on oil painting. I'd taken classes on other arts, but I, for me, it was like, it's kind of like this. It's a, it's, it, I kind of have been learning as I've been going. Painting I've been learning as I'm going is just like a free expression with no rules. No one telling me that that's the way to do it or not do it or, you know, like do it like this is like, I've just learned it, learned it through my own you know, following my own guidance, following and trusting my own creative process. Absolutely. I think that what you're really talking about is exactly on par with our theme of the divine feminine. It's not something you can construct. It's not something that you can put parameters around. It's not something you can say, hey, do this right here. It's something that like, it's something that naturally and spontaneously flows up from within and happens in that spaciousness and happens in that that accepting space of like no expectations no judgments no requirements of what's to happen in that space and then it's so crazy because like in that opportunity this beauty emerges mm-hmm. and it's miraculous like these paintings like <laughs> where did this come from yeah it's it's the it goes through with people like if you allow yourself to automatic write or you know just let your like you grew up dancing so like dancing just you know putting on some music and allowing your body to move freely not in the way that your teachers told you not to turn out away point away you know that has to look away (laughs) to like find that movement within yourself and creating through through free flow right so yeah for me like drawing is something where all of a sudden I will be so deeply inspired to like create 
a drawing. And I, like you, I haven't been like trained to draw. I haven't been, um, I haven't taken classes. It's just like, I see it before it's actually there. And then all of a sudden there's just this heart burning desire to like get that manifested on paper. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. I've seen some of the, I've, I've created things. I've drawn things that like, I look at, I'm just enamored with, because I'm like, that is so beautiful. Uh-huh. And it's it's the manifestation of a process of beauty, but it's it's a beauty beyond the physical. It's that divine feminine beauty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, and it's working with the divine. It's working, you know, being a clear channel for creation. Um, and once you let go and allow that energy to flow through you, it, it is you can take a step back and you're like, you know, that's me working directly with divine like that. I didn't even do that. And sometimes right. I feel like in these episodes, it's like, you know, as I'm editing them and listening to them back, I'm like, I, I don't even remember saying that. That's great. <laughs> like, that's so not me. That was so not that was just messages from spirit coming through, you know, and like well, through you. Yeah. You because it's, it is you. Right. But it's you as an open an opening channel. channel. Mm-hmm. It's you. So, OK, this is a visual from my teacher, Alana Fairchild, that she had in a dream that I think is perfect to what you're explaining right now. So the divine masculine holds the space for the divine feminine to um, do its divine feminine dance. And so what you're channeling, what you're doing, you have to have that that space that holds for that spontaneous channeling, that spontaneous feminine energy to flow through you. Mm -hmm. And so when we're in our lives and we're not channeling that or we're not in that space of flow, it can seem like hard for the mind to really grasp, like, what is that? (laughs) What does that mean? Mm -hmm. And so my teacher had this dream that, there was a man in a suit standing on the ground, standing upright, and then there was a woman on her belly listening to the earth. And the man was standing there, and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm listening. And I think that's such a gorgeous depiction of, like, what the divine feminine does of, like, listening and how the divine masculine holds the space. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't make sense to the divine masculine's or sometimes it doesn't make sense to unhealthy, wounded masculine mm-hmm. being like, why are you on the ground listening? Especially like a man in a suit, which I think is a metaphor for like corporate, you know, that that wounded masculine can look at something, can look at someone like that and be like, that's crazy. You're not supposed to do that. That's against what society says we're supposed to do. Like, what do you mean listening to the earth? The earth doesn't talk. Mm -hmm. But when you're deeper into the spiritual work, there is. You have to give yourself time to, like, be in the world. Then you also have to give yourself time to listen. Mm -hmm. To listen to that divine feminine flow. To give space to, like, be weird. Get on the ground. Listen to what needs to be heard within your own heart and soul to get away from what society tells you to do and how to live in society. That is important, but it has to be balanced with listening to that spontaneous rising up of the divine feminine energy within us. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take us because we really wanted to do this together and we're going to do a little free flow thing out of the norm is Rena and I have... For all the years we've known each other now, 
Um, we were trying to talk about it. Uh, I've known you since 2012, and we have, <laughs> we've always prayed together in our own yeah. way of praying, and it's always been very, very, very powerful for both of us. And we really wanted to pray together before we dive in deeper and, and, and bring this prayer to everyone as well. So I'm going to have her start it off, then I will do mine. And then before I have her dive in deeper, because I really want to give her the floor today to share some beautiful teachings, I'm just going to, I would like to share with everyone um, some of just like some just uh, words of to, to have you understand what the divine feminine is in balance and out of balance and what the divine masculine is in balance and out of balance. And like I've said in previous episodes, and I'll, I'll say it again here, is that we do, no matter what our sex is externally or what we, we identify with, we all have divine masculine and feminine within us all. We can have either one of them be in balance or out of balance within us. So this isn't just looking at it externally about of like the male figures in your life or the female figures in your life. Like you could maybe say like, oh, they're unbalanced here, they're unbalanced there. But it's more about looking within uh, where are you balanced and unbalanced in your own self. And that's really what I want to to kind of give a little teaching about that. And then I'm going to let Rena kind of just take the floor here. Um, so if you want to start your prayer and then I'll jump into mine. And then I'll read those off and then you can just kind of take it from there. Yeah. So I think this is beautiful. What you just said was perfect to really give the foundation to what we're talking about. Um, Because there can be a lot of confusion around that. So I think this prayer is a great way to open up the space for people to really open up to what's this balance that's happening um, within our own bodies and on the planet. And to really understand this divine masculine and feminine energy. So we're just going to pray for you listeners um, to really start to integrate and apply this within your own body with wisdom. So go ahead and if you can take a moment to put both feet on the ground, just coming into your body, placing a hand on your heart. Just paying attention to whatever thoughts are arising right now. Maybe I thought I was going to listen to a podcast, but I'm getting a prayer. (laughs) Just allowing yourself to honor whatever's coming up. Trusting this flow that's happening. Trusting that you've been guided here for a reason. Trusting this space of unconditional love. Just beginning to feel that ease and peace in your body taking a deep breath through your nostrils and releasing through your mouth taking another deep breath just like that breathing in love and releasing fear and doubt just feeling your body relax and soften breathing in and letting it all go just giving yourself permission 
to be here with your whole heart, allowing yourself to pay attention to this space, letting everything from the day to day just melt away. And I call on the beings who love us unconditionally. I call on the awakening from within us and our in our own souls. I call forth the balance of the divine feminine and divine masculine within our own bodies and on this planet right now. Just breathing in and feeling that. Allowing your shoulders to roll back. I'm just feeling the softness, the, the grace, the love from this prayer dripping into your body. And I ask for this spiritual benefit of all beings in this podcast. And that Everything that we say and everything that we share be channeled from divine guidance and unconditional love for the spiritual benefit of all beings. And so it is. And so it is. Thank you, Mama Earth, Father Sky, Grandmother Moon, Grandfather Sun, Wonkin Tonka, Great Mystery, Great Spirit, Star Nations, Archangels, Ascended Masters, Spirit Realm, Angelic Realm, Elemental Realm, Stone People, Spirit Guides, Animal Guides, The Ancient Ones, Our Star Families, Our Ancestors, The Wise Ones That Have Come Before Us, and The Creator of All, I Am. I ask Archangel Michael to stand at the gates and allow only the beings of the highest love and light, Christ consciousness, God consciousness, to enter through the gates with any information, guidance, teaching, and healing as we move through the information we'll be sharing with you today. I also call in the Octarian Wise Council and unlock, calling in prayer, love, and light for all the inhabitants of Earth and for our highest guidance and teachings. We are walking through gates of unprecedented times, a space where humanity has not entered together as a collective before. We are here to hold space and keep the high vibrations for all of us to be able to enter and walk together to this new earth, to this new vibration that is there for us that we can hold and we can live in the highest love and light. It is there for every one of us. So for the Divine Feminine, you know that she's in balance. When you have the feelings of creativity, you're connecting with your intuition, you're feeling magnetic, you're finding yourself moving through life with ease. You're in flow. You're trusting the process. You've surrendered. You know that you're divinely supportive. 
and supported. You're open and you're allowed to be open. You're strong and you're empathetic. You may find that the divine feminine is out of balance when you find yourself having a victim mindset, relationships or feeling of codependency, feeling needy, clingy, loss of self in yourself, in your relationships, in your jobs, in, in just life in general. You find yourself being manipulative. You have self-doubt or you're emotionally imbalanced. When the divine masculine is in balance, he or that part of you is supportive, deeply present, non-judgmental, focused, driven, confident, responsible, has integrity, holds the security, and also since we find that, you know, we have the one side of the brain that's creativity and we have the other side of the brain that's logical, is we're just working in the perfect balance of the divine feminine and divine masculine within our own minds. We're all creative in our own way that might just look different to you than it does to somebody else. Being that this person can draw a picture like Rena does, can put, you know, pen or pencil to paper and create a beautiful work of art that way. I personally have a harder time doing that. My way of my flow of expression of creativity, if I'm speaking in those terms, is putting, you know, um, paint to a canvas, specifically oil paint. So know that the logical sense of your brain, the logical side, if you find yourself being more of a logical person, there's creativity in that and there's expression in that, you know, computer programmers, that is a form of creativity. That's a form of divine download. That's a form of, you know, taking something and making it bigger. I just wanted to explain that. So traveling into the divine masculine, when that's out of balance, you'll find yourself or you might recognize it in other people, which once again, that just comes back to yourself, is narcissistic, aggressive, abusive, avoids, distant, unstable, controlling, and overcompetitive. So once again, those things are just for us to recognize and work through and find back the balance again. And if you find yourself in those moments, you know, we can just bring ourselves back into balance, remembering, you know, taking the narcissistic and, and turning that around and, you know, really seeing like, okay, I need to focus outside of myself and I need to, you know, be of service or help someone else or put my focus not on me, someone else that helps, you know, kind of it's one way to help for that one to bring back in balance. So I just wanted to share those, you know, those few descriptive words with everyone so you can kind of get a gauge of kind of where they fall in. And there's, you know, so many more and whatever it is within you, that's your own personal discovery. But you can kind of get a parameter of, of where we're going and what we're talking about. So I'm going to hand the keys right. over to uh, to Rena right now. I think that was great, Sarah, what you said. I think to add to that is the divine masculine respects the divine feminine so another key component that you're in your divine masculine rather than your wounded masculine is that you respecting the flow of the divine feminine mm -hmm. which is a process that's not irrational it's a process that's non-rational <laughs> mm -hmm. and so 
we've seen wounded masculine call these types of we've seen wounded masculine call like flow and you know nurturing creativity and nurturing a process or quote unquote doing nothing which is in those times that that creativity can blossom the wounded masculine will call that a waste of time the wounded masculine will call that frivolous stupid um not important you know and so i just wanted to add to that those traits because i think that's beautiful that's really what i mean i did that <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean i used yeah i mean i think we all do until we become aware of this yin and yang within us this this you know polarity within us despite or regardless of our sex or gender or what we identify with there's that feminine masculine within us and um to deny one part or the other creates that imbalance that Sarah's talking about and that can be from either really focusing on one like energy it can be from you know childhood pain and trauma it can be from just the patterns that you learned growing up societal yeah thousands of years of you know um just embedded in our dna of essentially patriarchy taking over matriarchy and being as well in the last 2000 years of the age of pisces has really been more of a patriarchal and i would even say that's even outside of divine masculine i feel like that's what patriarchal has is what has created the out of balance divine masculine absolutely i think that matriarchal and patriarchal can in a human society i think are both out of balance Mm -hmm. what we're moving into now is finding how we balance men and women together how we create a balanced system that doesn't show one person having power over the other and that power is gained through one person at a time through their own internal process of creating awareness with this power because the patriarchy is power over it's a dominating energy it's you know take what we want take what we can own it all I think it's very out of balance <laughs> mm-hmm. completely and 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 just knowing you know if I want to put it into human embodiment of the male of like a lot of women are frustrated with the men and men are frustrated with women and men are frustrated with themselves. And a lot of it's not their fault. A lot of the way the women are are unbalanced in their own set. It's not necessarily our fault. It's that we've never learned properly. We've never known. And the out of balance has been happening for so long. That it's just basically like encoded now in our DNA. It's in our cell memory. It's, you know what I mean? It's just passed down from one generation to the next generation to the next generation until someone or something comes along to like break the cycle, to break the chain. And that's all now just bringing awareness and the teachings and helping people find their balance again within themselves and, and with each other. Right. So it's definitely in our physical being, but what's in our soul is this innate knowing of this balance. Mm -hmm. 
and our craving we're craving it you know and like men are deep down even if they're not even if they're in like these out of balance terminologies they know something's off they know deep down they want that ultimate connection they want that ultimate balance within themselves and in the connection of other people like we all want it so badly with each other and then we're like (laughs) freaking out on each other when the other person isn't giving us that bat like giving us that that deep connection but it does start with ourselves and then once we solidify it then we can experience it with each other and you were talking about tantra earlier um if you want to go into a little bit about that of what that looks like within oneself and then what that might look like with within like if you were to take it externally yeah so there's a huge misconception of tantra that tantra is just this um practice this religious practice of sex Mm -hmm. and like uh left-handed like tantra does practice that there are there's a very small percentage of tantra that does that um but really what tantra is is the combining of supposedly two opposite things and making them one and making them um allowing them to come into this alchemy of peace and harmony and so essentially that's like what we're doing in our society is this really this practice of taking men and women and bringing harmony (laughs) together Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i the point i don't think the point of our society is to move into a matriarchal society again Mm -hmm. i think it really is to move into a balanced equal energetic and i don't think you know it hasn't existed like you were saying at the top of this podcast is that it hasn't existed yet like we're really the voyagers we're really the um on this new voyage of finding this and expressing it and understanding it and birthing it into humanity Mm -hmm. and so we're on the front lines of this and what we're experiencing right now with covid with the election with um the global catastrophes that we've seen from global warming this is all really showing that like this change this huge rumble from within is like catapulting us into this new earth and new earth means a place in which humans live in harmony together mm-hmm. and peace and unconditional love and where we can value each other's diversity mm-hmm. over killing each other for it mm-hmm. and having uprisings with each other over it and you know having to create huge movements over it as we just coexist together in a perfect balanced flow black yeah. white red purple male female transgender you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah it, it you know republican democrat yeah right <laughs> green oh, party whatever yes. and i don't think you know it's ever going to be perfect i think it's going to be we're always going to be you know moving and evolving to be better but i think this paradigm that's dying is like fighting so hard right now to mm-hmm. like stay alive absolutely well and i know you know there there's many of us that that were called to incarnate at this time to help 
execute this balance and and ac- actually help execute the the deconstruction of the paradigm that's no longer working to pave way for the the souls that are starting to come to work to earth not to work to earth um that are i the earth to work uh, that are of a higher (laughs) vibration that are are very spiritually gifted that that they cannot come here and survive in in the um in the constructs that we have at this time that are so dense and this was all really pre-planned for us to come here and really start ushering in this new energy and this new earth and the new earth is really just about reciting and living and co-creating in a higher vibration and that it is um like i was saying towards the end of my prayer it is available to all of us this isn't a select thing you can choose if you want to walk the path towards this or you can choose not to and that is your free will choice but where we are being called to go is towards this energy and balancing for the first time. It's so beautiful. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I know many of us are really struggling right now with, you know, the political climate and, and just the energies on earth um, and what's happening with, you know, with the pandemic and in the lockdowns and everything. But if you flip it and look at it, we are part of the most beautiful, like, I'm honored to be here during this time and be a part of something that has never, as far as we know, you know, we don't know, (laughs) but has never happened before. And that we're all here experiencing this together. There's no doubt that we, and there's no mistake that we are all not here for this purpose. Each and every single one of us, no matter what part of it you hold up, you're all here on purpose. You're all here meant to experience this together and trudge the trenches together and you know maybe struggle through some of these things that are new to you or you don't understand or you're scared or you know what I mean? This is all just part of the process for us to like work through this and create the world that's deep in our hearts the balance you were talking about rena the thing in our soul that's craving the thing in our soul that we know is already there yeah and that we're wanting so badly but we get so you know then we fall into these old programmings right it's so funny i was actually just thinking that because we kind of went from divine masculine feminine like the micro perspective to the macro perspective and now it's coming back down to the micro perspective of like how so okay so this is the divine feminine this is divine masculine like what does that mean to me in mm-hmm. like practical terms for my life right now yeah i have to go to work and uh-huh. i have to go live amongst you know um the people people the people the people the people or or even i'm not there yet and what you guys are talking about is might be woo woo like what does that mean yeah. for yes for the exactly. newly you know awakened or the or the people who right. are are coming to the to feeling the pull of being awakened or you're not even awake yet it's totally okay but what yeah like what does that mean for the average joe i don't like that yeah. terminology but that's what just came up you know what i mean cuz no one's average we're all above average or beyond um right so this comes back to our desires and this comes back to our heart and our soul and so desires really do get a bad rap um especially if you start looking into like you know jainism 
um, these ancient traditions to where desires is something you want to get completely rid of mm-hmm. and you want to your whole meditation practice is about eliminating these desires um, and there's other traditions that believe that but Jainism was kind of the first thing that came up and so we're kind of living in a world where for me that's really not possible um, that's not really something I want either. And that's really not something that's going to help this awakening that Sarah and I are talking about this new earth and birthing a place in which humanity can thrive collectively. And so what I have started to learn about desires is that true heart and soul desires come from a place of such purity, such authenticity. And these aren't like animalistic desires, like just going out and having sex and, you know, going out and drinking and just like, you know, oh yeah, I desire a glass of wine. This is not the kind of desire I'm talking about. I'm talking about the desires that are found within our heart and soul that take time to be truly heard. And they take time to like truly cultivate and they take a commitment to listening within yourself for them to rise up when the perfect when the divine time is right and so that requires a meditation practice of some sort that requires some type of practice to listen within Mm -hmm. and at first I'm not gonna lie it's (laughs) difficult Because if you're not used to meditating and it's your first time to meditating, it's probably going to sound woo-woo or it's probably going to be like, what is it? And you're not going to know. Oh, I'll just tell you, when I years ago first started meditating because I was so high strung and wound up, meditating actually gave me anxiety. (laughs) Breathing deeply actually gave me anxiety. (laughs) And I was like, really? This is good? Because I don't, I don't know about this. So just so you know, you can like, you know, there you're not wrong if you sit and you feel anxious. That's a normal beginning meditative feeling, especially if you're just you haven't breathed deeply, you haven't sat with yourself, you haven't that's normal. Give yourself time. It's totally okay. And actually in um in psychology they've actually proven that that like a behavior right when it's about to like die like a behavior that's about to like be eliminated from a person's system is actually going to fight really hard right before like it dies off Mm -hmm. and I forget the name but it's behavior something in psychology so it actually has a scientific term but like that's what you experience Mm -hmm. like your anxiety was like oh my god this is going to be the last of me you can't do this you can't meditate I'm going to be gone yeah and that (laughs) ego the ego that's when the ego jumps in and gets really loud as well when it feels threatened that it's going to be died off you know Right. And so basically what we're saying is that when you first start to meditate, you're going to come up against something that you have to overcome, either the fear of meditation or the anxiety of meditation or the chatter of the mind or the resistance of the ego. These things are natural and we've all been there. But then once you get past that point, and sometimes that can take weeks, that can take months, that can take years, there is a primordial spaciousness beyond that chattering beyond that resistance in meditation that can be achieved and felt 
And that is the place in which these desires flow and circulate in which we can feel what is truly pure and authentic for ourselves. Mm -hmm. But it does take discipline to get there. So that's kind of like step one is going through that phase of finding what meditation works for you, finding what meditation is for you, uh, defining that in response to exactly what your body needs. And it is a trial and error experience and you're not going to get it right the first time or maybe the first like 10 times, you know, if you do get it right the first time, hallelujah, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it is something and it can look different for everyone. It can be being in nature and like laying on the beach. It can be sitting at your altar and, you know, complete stillness and silence. It can be a guided meditation. It could be, you know, it can be someone on their run where their mind goes still. And then all of a sudden they're in this place where they can be reached by unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And whether whoever, whatever that is to you, whether it's God, whether it's, um, you know, complete emptiness, whether it's that, that place of complete peace. So it's, that's really the first step. And then the second step is finding that meditation and then staying there and dwelling in there mm-hmm. and really like allowing yourself to cultivate the purity of your desires, those true soul desires, and then having the courage to act on to them. To execute them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I've found this is coming up for me to share too for people that you're like, okay, that sounds great. Um, but if you keep in mind, if you do need help through your transitions, like, you know, wherever you live or whatever you come across, I've found going through different spiritual healing modalities and, and different people and healers and working with different healers throughout time has really helped me balance those energies as well, where I like, even like I could, I could read the list of words that I said earlier and I could be like, Oh, I remember in that time of life, I was like that. Or then, then, and I was like, Oh yeah, I have moved more into this and more of into that. And I was just kind of like reflecting on that for a minute. Like, Oh, how did I get there? Yes. Through meditation. Yes. Through healing, you know, Uh working with other people to help me move those energies, move those stuck points, you know, um, shadow work and, you know, different things, um, just even... Psychologists, mm-hmm. psychotherapy. Right. Even just a simple sound bath, healing with sound, um, mm-hmm. healing with crystals, like different things can go in and help balance you out and they're all readily available for you. You can call Rena, you can call me, you can call, you know, you might have a neighbor next door, but I really encourage you to act on reaching out and don't feel Mm -hmm. like you need to go through the process alone there's so much online now there's so everything's so accessible we're in such another beautiful age where this work is like so (laughs) you know reachable now than it was even 10 15 years ago isn't it such a paradox sarah like you are in charge of your own self-liberation but yet on certain times of the past, you need help for some, absolutely. It's like, you can't fully massage your own shoulders. You can dig in there with your hands. You know, you can (laughs) lean up to a corner of a wall and dig into a knot, but to fully get that, like relax someone to go in and really work those knots out, you need the help of another. That's why we're here. That's why until you can do it on your own. own. 
that's why healers are put in place. But sometimes you even need to just, you know, you just need to even let go and allow someone to just do the work on you, you know? Exactly. Another huge characteristic of the divine feminine. Mm -hmm. And this is something we, society is learning how to do. And it is very difficult, especially for women, is to receive. And this is not the same as taking. There's a huge difference from the energy of taking from greed or fear or fear rather than receiving from a place of abundance and knowing that there is enough for everyone to go around. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if a teacher uh, shows up your path to offer you something and that teacher could be in the form of not even necessarily teacher, it could be a neighbor, you know, just offering you something to help you. Instead of being, no, 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 I have it, everything's fine, is like allowing yourself to take that, that that continues the ebb and flow Mm -hmm. of life. And then you're turning around, then when you're strong again, or you're in a balanced place, then you turn and lift someone else up or help them, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I was just on a really quick side note, really stepping into learning about sacred economy and in like gifting and stuff like that. And that they, um, in one of the things I was listening to, they were talking about that as like, is that is creating that flow is being in sacred economy isn't just hoarding billions of dollars it's gifting it out having Uh. it come back in different ways and and being in the flow it's not hoarding money or holding on to your money it's being in flow of your money it's offering it for a service offering it for someone's in betterment you know and then that it comes back you know and it's just this this beautiful flow of giving and receiving giving and receiving giving and receiving we take that into yeah into healings we take that into just life in general we take that to our neighbors we take that to our lovers we take that to you know our friends and getting into that that balanced flow with each other because you know that's also yin and yang masculine and feminine and giving and receiving allow yourself don't oh like if you're finding yourself that you're overly giving, take a few steps back. Mm-hmm. Sit for a minute. You know, that comes from an insecurity in you that maybe you're not going to be liked enough or they're going to leave you or you know what I mean? But like, take a step back, breathe for a minute, you know, allow something to come to you. I know I've definitely within control have had to work on that of just like not trying to control situations, allowing the universe to do or God or whatever you you know, connect to letting that take the wheel, letting that let it unfold, because many spiritual teachers will say it could be grander and bigger than you could ever have made up in your own little mind in your limited space than what you imagined if you just allowed yourself to let go and receive yeah, and allow it to unfold for you and then take the necessary yeah. steps to give or be assertive you know take an assertive or role or you know what I mean when it's due time and keeping that balance in your life yeah so like in a practical way this divine feminine flow that you're talking about between giving and receiving um it like for example like you know if you're a server if you're walking into work and you go and you see like the floor map And you see that, you know, this person got, like, more tables than you, and you have less tables. We know this all too well, working in the restaurant industry for a very long time. We do. And this is the practical, this is the practical manifestation of what we're talking about. So you walk into your section, you get the crappy section, and you start, you start 
professing, oh gosh, I never make money in this section. I never make like what I need to make. Tonight I need to make a certain amount of money to make rent. Like this pressure starts happening mm-hmm. and then you start manifesting and professing from a place of lack mm-hmm. and you start believing and you start professing over your section that this section is not going to make any money. Mm-hmm. And then you start getting these, you know, you start getting people in your section that just aren't your favorite. No. Nope. <laughs> and that's put politely. <laughs> yeah. They all order water and they share a pizza. You know what I mean? And, and then they tip you 5%, you know, yes. like table after table. And you've seen it manifest and you've professed it and now you're seeing it manifest. Now let's like put this on a parallel of like what it would be like to trust and to harness divine feminine flow, divine feminine trust with your divine masculine, holding the space of trust in the same situation. Mm -hmm. And that would be walking into your section and being like, oh wow, I'm in the section that I might call crappy. I'm in the section that I might call the section you don't make any money. (laughs) And then all of a sudden you notice your thoughts and you're like, oh my God, I'm saying that. And then you correct it and you say something along the lines of anyone can sit in my section. I can get one table in my section that tips me a thousand dollars. I can get one person in my section that makes my whole night. Mm -hmm. And that's all you need. Or even beyond that, I could get one person that sits in my section who just by having an interaction with them could change the course of my life completely and offer me something that just takes me out of the restaurant industry and gives me more abundance, you know, because the opportunity was there and they felt your vibration and you're flowing and they're like, you know what? I really like you. I really like your energy. I really like your attitude. I really like what you're doing here. I watch Mm -hmm. you with the other customers. I see the way you interact. I have X, Y, Z. And that's only going to happen for someone who's open to receive that. And you're not going to be open to receive that if you're in a mindset of this sucks. Mm-hmm. I'm in a sec. This sucks. This I'm always happens to me. Um, like yep. they're always da 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 da. I'm this, 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 you know you're you're reinforcing that. Yeah. That. And so it's really awareness. It's catching yourself, forgiving yourself that you're mm-hmm. saying it, and then bringing yourself back to this flow of like. How can I create my reality right now? Mm-hmm. What can I affirm? What kind of affirmations can I say right now that can change this vibration that I know I'm coming up against, mm-hmm. which is real? Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's like one example, bringing that divine feminine flow, that trust, that openness, that belief in miracles, that willingness, and then that divine masculine energy saying, yeah. I'll hold this space. I'll protect this space. I'm not going to let your ego tell you otherwise. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let your anxiety for rent tell you otherwise. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hold this space of belief for you and allow you to entertain this energy that creates miracles. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I want to share this one quote that I came across yesterday. Um, It's by a doctor, author, M. Esther Harding. And she said, if any human being is to reach full maturity, both the masculine and feminine sides of the personality must be brought up into the consciousness. And I thought that was really beautiful. And like to reach full maturity. 
you know, like we're adults and, you know, when we're little, we look up to adults thinking they have it all put together and then you become an adult and you're like, wait a second, nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> like they did not know anything. And that's yeah. no fault. That goes back to no fault of their own. It's where, you know, it's where we were as, as a collective then. And it's like, you know, how many beings are fully mature? Do you want to fully mature? You know, then then let's work on that. Let's work to balance that. Let's work to help mm-hmm. each other balance that, to find our full maturity. What does that look like? What can we step into next? What's available to us once we get there? Yeah, and this is a great point to talk about asking for help, mm-hmm. which is an, and receiving help, which is something that we're not used to doing. Like, I remember hearing growing up, if you want something done, do it yourself. If you want to do something done right, do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Like this mentality of like, I have to slaughter through the sludges by myself mm-hmm. and I have to. And when we do find ourselves walking, say, you know, this server example, when we do find yeah. ourselves continually walking in and not being able to stop these limiting patterns, not being able to stop these limiting beliefs, not being able to um, move into different frame of mind this is when we do have to reach out for help when we keep hitting that brick wall and we go wow I can't do this on my own nope. I can't do this with meditation mm-hmm. I can't do this with you know I've, I've gone as far as, as I can, can take myself as I can take myself but now to reach this next echelon or to go and up level to this new level of awareness and spiritual balance that I desire and abundance and love and peace and harmony and all these things that we have soul cravings for, I'm going to have to have someone help me. And that, like we said, you know, can be a healer. It can be a therapist because a lot of these, we picked up these limiting beliefs from childhood. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're so hard to break Mm -hmm. is because we created some belief around our parents growing up that this is the way the world is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And we accepted it because we unconditionally love our parents growing up. We accepted what they said as reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then these limiting beliefs showing their face in our life shows us that we're ready to break free from this. Mm-hmm. We're ready to move into a space of more money. We're ready to move into a space of more time. We're ready to move into a space of more creativity and joy and and fun Mm -hmm. straight fun and fun not like fun that's destructive to the self but fun that's empowering to the self Mm -hmm. the limiting beliefs too i just wanted to add can also be like you know really deep-seated fears that you don't even know what the seed or the core of what that is that's blocking your energy um i went through a money thing where i for years was trying to figure out like where are my blocks why do I have these blocks like why do I have you know fear why am I you know with money and then I had then out of nowhere with a conversation through a friend realized like my deep-seated fear in that like yes there were things I learned from you know growing up and, and as a child and family things and how people deal with money but I realized in my own personal self my deep-seated fear is I was so afraid once I became an adult of going bankrupt and claiming bankruptcy that to me was the ultimate ultimate you have failed at life 
Like I've bent over backwards to keep my credit good, to keep this, to keep money in the bank. I've <laughs> like, you know, worked 1 million hours to like keep me from this fear. You know? It's so crazy. Mine was being homeless. Oh. So this is so great that you brought this up because the fear can be so irrational and it can surprise us when it shows up. It's like bankruptcy. Why is that there? <laughs> Homeless. Why is Yeah. I've never had an issue keeping ahead of uh, Yeah. Uh, you have places you can go. You know a, a million people you could go. Like, I have an extra room. You can just fly back to L.A. You can live here, like, for free, you know? Well, it was crazy. You like, can go to your mom's house if you need to. Would it be ideal to live with your parents again? Maybe not, but yeah. you have somewhere you can go. Like, and that, it's so crazy how deep-seated and how they don't even make sense to our present-day life. No. My thing, I was finally a friend of mine. She was the one that kind of helped me. Like, we were just talking about all this stuff one day about money and things and, and fear surrounding it. And in the night, like, that's when I came to this seat. I was like, oh, my gosh, out of all the work I've done, I've never seen that before. Like, mm. holy crap. And it was through my journey with her. So being like that, I opened up to her. I reached, you know, she was available to hold space for me to, to kind of go down the rabbit hole of my own fear. And so I got to that seed. That was just a friend. Yeah. And she's See? done a lot of work. She's a That's human that, a like, she's older than me, and she's really done. She's high up in network marketing. So a lot. if you know network marketing, you know they really talk highly of personal development. She's mm -hmm. done the walk. She's done the work. She's very That's much beautiful. of the, the way to, you know, she might not be a licensed therapist or healer, but she... <laughs> She has done some healing uh, work and, and stuff. So she is of that realm as well, the spiritual realm. But mm -hmm. she's done, you know, she has the, she's done a lot to to kind of assist through that. And um, and she just said to me, she goes, Sarah, who cares if you have to claim bankruptcy? <laughs> like, who gives a shit? And I was like, oh, my God, the fact that you just gave me permission that who cares and it's okay and it's not that big of a deal now I don't care if I, like, now that just let the fear go, and I don't even think I need to claim bankruptcy. Like, yeah. just the giving the permission to having the healer, whoever that is in the presence of your life, the outside thing, just help yeah. you get to that and give you permission to just let it go and, find yeah. you know, find the thing in it of just, like, it's it's only our ego that makes it a big deal. Or you hear, you've picked it up because you hear other people in society talking about being it that big of a deal. And if we don't pay attention to it, it becomes a bigger deal and a bigger deal mm -hmm. and gets worse to the point where either we manifest it or we heal it. Exactly. A hundred percent, like a thousand percent. And then you know what happens on the flip side of that? You run through your life, and I can attest to this for a lot of my time, is doing things you don't want to do, doing things that don't feel of your purpose, doing things that you're getting depressed for or you're feeling like you don't want to be there because you're not listening. You're not putting your ear to the earth. You're not <laughs> listening to what your heart wants. You know, you're not allowing your masculine to support you in that moment to hearing what does your spirit want you to go? What do you, you know what I mean? You're you're so tunnel focused on not letting this fear overtake you or the right. limiting over beliefs overtake you. 
that you're missing your whole life. You're missing your calling. You're missing your dreams that are readily available. And when you listen and you hear the earth's call and you allow yourself to move over those fears or let them go or just laugh at it, like, you know, yeah, who cares if I have to claim bankruptcy? Oh, let's laugh at it. You're never going to be on the street. Too many people love you. I'm sorry. Like, that's not going to happen. That would be your choice if you want to now in Hawaii. Maybe you don't have a huge social network there. Maybe you do. It doesn't. I mean, this is all for the sake of the, the story is if you choose to stay in Hawaii and go on the street, that's a choice you made for yourself because you even in Los Angeles and surrounding areas have a gang of people that would take you in in two seconds. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, actually, um, when I moved to Hawaii two years ago, that was actually when I noticed it because there's actually a lot of homeless people here. And I knew that visiting, but living here and seeing it and then facing the problem of what it is and really understanding the issue, the deep issue of it. um, I remember I was being so triggered Mm. and I was like resisting it. And I was like, wait, I I don't want to pay attention to that. I don't want to pay attention to that, which is not my heart and soul. Like my heart and soul cares, wants to understand why systemic issues happen. Like, why certain things happen. Of course, we can't understand everything, but I was resisting it. And because I was resisting it, what you resist persists. Mm -hmm. And it was getting stronger. And then I was having these dreams about it. And I'm like, okay, the signs were happening. My body was having a physical reaction to it. My, I was trying to resist it. There was something there and all these signs started coming, coming through in in dreams. And then I was like, okay, I need to sit with this. And when I sat with it, I realized I had the fear. And it's funny, in my meditation practice, when I came face to face with that fear, I was like, okay, why is there so much fear around this? Why is it hard to like, look at these homeless people here? And then all of a sudden I heard a little voice in me say, cause I'm scared to be homeless. And I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea you were there. And then Mm -hmm. as soon as that happened, it was just this release. And it was this like beautiful experience of, oh my gosh, at peace with it. Mm -hmm. And it was actually funny because the first thing that came to me was like, you could go live with your parents. That was the first thing that came to my mind. And it was like free just because that choice came in. Uh And I wasn't in that pit of despair of like, this is the only thing that's going to happen. <laughs> that's the only option. There's the no other option. option. And to be homeless. Yeah. <laughs> that's very interesting. I just that's wanted so to recognize the time right now. If we want to step into any closing thoughts, any closing insights. Yeah. So I think what we've talked about whatever your heart is feeling through this podcast pay attention to get you know research get online if it's like wow I'm really drawn to meditation and I've never done this before is coming up in your head research it experiment with it find something that your your gut feels good around something you have physical gut reaction like I trust this something you feel peaceful with something you feel safe with don't pick something that doesn't make you feel safe Mm -hmm. pick something that resonates and then give it a try Mm -hmm. and there's many forms of meditation there's so many forms and just keep looking at what works for you you know maybe one form you're not feeling it and that's fine 
Totally. And like, if someone ever tells you a teacher, a healer, mm-hmm. a therapist, a meditator, a coach, a t- you know, anyone, if anyone ever says this is the only way, Mm-mm. do not believe them. Yeah. Run the other way because mm-hmm. we have a world of different ways to do mm-hmm. things and you just have to find the one that resonates with you and that you know the one that you start with might not be the one you do six months from now as you grow and as you expand you just keep weaving and dancing and you know moving through different teachings and things or you just start taking little bits of a bunch of different stuff and you make up your own thing that works for you and there's no like this podcast there's no rules there's no restriction like that can be also your own creation you know and you can even share your own creation with somebody else and that's what a lot of teachers and healers do they learn from many different teachers and they you know maj podge them together for themselves and then they they bring their creation of healing to the world and to other people you know and then you also have to trust divine timing too Mm -hmm. because you have to be ready for these things And when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Absolutely. So also trusting your journey, not getting frustrated and finding humor. Yeah. Just (laughs) laughing at yourself. yourself. Yep. (laughs) One thing that I wanted to mention um, to help too is something to think about in the balancing of the masculine and feminines within yourself is, you know, in your meditation or in just sitting with yourself quietly, um, is to really connect with your inner father and really connect with your inner mother. In different work, you know, you might have heard like connecting with your with your inner child, connecting with your adolescent self, like connect with these, you know, if you had not a supportive father or mother or they were in your life or not in your life, we have those archetypes within ourselves as well that we can draw upon. And if you didn't have a proper role model, find role models out there that you can, as you're going through this process, you know, and as you're building your own and strengthening your own, that you, you, you work from a space from that. And I love that. That's so beautiful, Sarah. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, it's a, it's a nice place to really start. And then, you know, if you need more help, like I said, you can reach out to us. You can reach out. You can just Google search Divine feminine divine masculine healing balancing like we're living again in such a beautiful time that we've access to so much information so much information is readily available and you know like like rena said if you don't resonate with it find another one you know like if you don't like that person's like they're not all just the be all and all be all rena and i aren't the end all be all like you could find things beyond even what we spoke about here like that's that's the beauty of it. It's like give yourself permission. Give yourself permission to declare bankruptcy. Give yourself permission to be homeless. Give yourself permission to create how you want to create, you know, and let go. That's all it is. There's no right or wrong in any of this. Yeah. The fact that we've been told that there's right or wrong in our creation has also squashed us as expressive human spirits on this earth, you know, and this is what we're also moving to in, you know, this new earth is to allow us to divinely express, divinely create, divinely put together our own, you know, whatever expression. I think I already said expression, but you get what I'm saying. (laughs) Any closing words, beautiful? I just want to say thank you for listening, and I wish you the best on your journey. I hope that you find love, peace, joy, sacred play, and enjoy 
the desires and unfolding unraveling of your soul blueprint on this planet. Mm -hmm. I wish you the best. Yes. And don't take yourself and ourselves so seriously. It's all beautiful. (laughs) Even in this time, just don't take it so seriously. You know, we're here to also have fun. We've may been told that we're not to, you know, like we have to be a little soldier people. We're not. We're here to laugh and dance and sing and, and they can't take that away from your heart. So or you don't have to allow to give it up. (laughs) Um, I just want to thank everyone for listening today. I want to thank you, Rena, for coming back with us again and sharing your insights and your beauty and your wisdom and your teachings. And Rena and I have also talked about, again, of doing, we have some beautiful things that we think we're going to be, we know we're going to be moving through over the next couple months as we step into some really um, beautiful healing time and portals and energies as we do the trine, which is the 11, the 11, the 12, 12, and the 12, 21, as we create and expand and move towards new earth and this continuing journey of leaving the old paradigm behind, leaving the old Piscean age behind and really stepping into this new age of Aquarius and this new earth and and reconnecting with the beings that we are meant to be on this planet and allowing ourselves to and our souls to express from the highest light. So, and so it is. And so it is. Have a wonderful day and we'll talk with you again soon. Oh, I just wanted to mention one thing real quick. I forgot to tell you. I did it in the last podcast, but I realized I t- completely forgot to tell you how to get in touch with Rena if you want to get in touch with her. And you can find her right now on Instagram at Rena Dumas. That's R-E-N-A-D-U-M-A-S. Just Rena Dumas. You can message her there. You can follow her. And um, everyone enjoy, enjoy your journeys and we will talk with you soon.